0: Live from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show! With us, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. We have a very special guest, star of Big Bang Theory, Law & Order, and Kevin on Kevin Can Fuck Himself, right now on AMC, Eric Peterson! And now our host, if he rolls a 12 dexterity, he can continue hosting the show for all eternity, Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yeah! Nice job,
1: Mike Black. Very nice. Good to have you back. Uh, Proud to be here. We're, we're <laughs> so excited. This is so wonderful. Eric, uh, thank you for being here, man. I'm so happy to be here, Glickman. Oh, Very happy. Dude, I gotta, we got to talk about the show. Kevin Can Fuck Himself is just... Holy shit. Um, for, for those of you who have not seen the show, I'm just going to give a little briefness sure. of, of what it is. Sure. Um, uh, you play Kevin on I the do. show. The show feels like you're watching um, King of Queens, basically, or like a, a show like that. Like a right? CBS sitcom. CBS yeah. sitcom. It's written just like a CBS sitcom. It has all the laugh tracks, all the moments. But then when the wife walks out of the room, and, and when, like, the, the husband makes, like, a funny, you know, you sitcom know, sitcommy joke, and she's like, I'll go get the pizza rolls, she walks into the kitchen, the camera goes with her, We it goes to single camera, and it looks like Breaking Bad. Totally. And her life is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and you get to see what it's like being the wife of this fucking guy that, like, everyone <laughs> thinks is so great, and she, it's like, it's like what... Deborah's life was really like on everyone loves Raymond. Exactly. like it's just so fucking brutal. and she just wants to kill her husband or divorce him or get the fuck out. and and um, and I, I mean, immediately, when you watch it, you're like, How has no one ever done this before? It's genius. It really is. I mean, it makes sense that it's on AMC. AMC is the only place that would take a chance and do something like this. Yeah, it it,
2: it is shocking. I thought the same thing when I read it and when I I heard the initial idea. I was like, how has no one thought of this before? Because it does, as soon as you hear it, you're like, of course. Of course we should be exploring that. And, And this is a great way to do it with the two, like, very familiar now for a sort of more cultured theater or i mean a television audience like who knows i would say most people nowadays if you said multicam versus single cam a lot of non-industry people would know what that means right Because <laughs> we've been conditioned over the years of like oh there was what multicam was and now we're in the like the golden age of television and we know what that feels like and so the combining of the two really is is very brilliant our our creator valerie armstrong she has kind of a cool story how the show came to be. Please, please tell us. In that, in that she was, uh, not that she had no credits, but she was a writer's assistant maybe two years ago. I mean, like, really had not. It's not like she had a ton of stuff. She'd written on um, Lodge uh, 39, 49, whatever that that was on AMC as well. Uh, She was a writer's assistant on that. She wrote on uh, SEAL Team 6, one of the, like, CBS Mm -hmm. kind of procedurals, for, like, one season, but really did not have a ton of credits. She was a part of AMC, had, like, a writer's room project sort of thing for up-and-coming writers to pitch ideas she pitched this idea and they were like not only do we want to buy it but we're buying it to series like right now go wow. make it!" like wow. it's such a they were like of course this is brilliant so <laughs> it was great and you know that I think that that sort of made the whole vibe on set because it was a big first thing for Valerie and because it was in a way sort of its own the first of its kind of this type of a show everybody felt like let's just all be cool and try to make a really smart thing and uh and we're all
1: very very proud of it now so your wife that's on the show yes um uh she is uh, one of the Lead stars of Shit's Creek, yes, Annie yeah. Murphy, Annie Murphy, Emmy yeah. winner, Annie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. won.
2: She won the Emmy literally the night before we started shooting. Wow. Whoa. wow. Yeah. No pressure for you. <laughs> <when> <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. So <laughs> Did she do
0: any baller moves when she came in? Like I know we,
2: smack you in the face. <laughs> well, we wanted her to like bring the Emmy and like slam <laughs> it down. But um, <laughs> no, it was actually here's a funny story. When we uh, we shot the show in Boston because it takes place in Boston, and we shoot we shoot a lot of it on the sound stage, really because of COVID. The original idea. Was to do more of it in the community, um, but obviously for reasons that yeah. we shoot most of it on the soundstage. But we do shoot some exteriors uh, out in and about you know Boston and the surrounding areas. And also, they a lot of the smaller bit parts were local Boston actors, which I think they really wanted to have that flavor of Boston. It's a big part of the show. Um, so, because we were shooting in Boston and most of us live in LA, we all had to get to Boston, and, and this was in uh shoot september of 2020 so this was like in the thick of the pandemic right and so most of our cast flew but i have uh, a wife and two kids and we were kind of like i don't know that we really want to get on a plane right now so we rented an rv and drove from la to boston over two weeks wow spectacular oh my god and and one of the things that we were going to do uh the plan was and annie was like all about it is we were going to pick up annie at the canada border because she lives in toronto uh-huh. and so we were going to niagara falls and there's a thing called the rainbow bridge is that the, yeah. the bridge from yeah. canada to america and we're like we'll just pull the rv up to the edge of the rainbow bridge and you can just like walk across the border and we'll <laughs> take you to boston and we were going to do that and that was the plan and then uh uh, Dan Levy sort of rented out a castle for all of the Shits Creek <laughs> f- family for <laughs> yeah. Emmy night. And it was a good thing because they all won yeah. that night and it was yeah. very exciting. So she was like, I can't take the RV trip because we we rented a castle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's wow. Emmy night. And we're like,
3: go do that. That'll be fun. And then yeah. they all won and it was great. What's so. the yeah. weirdest thing you stopped at on your trip across the US? Um, definitely
2: uh, a dinosaur prince sort of like area in the middle of the like... Navajo Reservation mm-hmm. in I think Utah is where we were. We had just left dinosaur Mo- prints, like dinosaur tracks, oh, okay. like
0: in I was the like-
1: I, at like first, I thought dinosaur or?
0: slash prince the artist. Now that, <laughs> no, that <laughs> would be like great. That, that, I would would like, that I would like to like, like, dinosaur prince. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was the dinosaur prince, <laughs> the prince, prince. of dinosaurs. gonna party like it's
3: 1999 million years.
0: Exactly. There you go. There you go.
3: It was literally we
2: were driving like on the highway, and we I wanted to do this more, but sadly I think that. Uh, because we were on the interstates like mm-hmm. you just don't see it as much as if you're on like Route 66 yeah. where there are yeah. those like turnoffs of like yeah. world's biggest the ball fun. of yarn and stuff like yeah. that yeah. Yeah. but we did see one we were on some highway in Utah and it said like dinosaur tracks one <laughs> mile and then we like saw it at the last second so we had to do a U-turn in the <laughs> RV, like on, the, on highway. the highway and we pulled up and there was literally a couple like little tents with some Navajo mm-hmm. uh, people there that were selling you know little arrowheads and jewelry and mm-hmm. stuff and then there was like this guy who kind of came out from behind this tent. And he was like,
0: "Follow me." And then <laughs> we like
2: walked out into this desert, just a big, huge, open desert. And right he,
0: after you guys left, they're like, "He doesn't work here. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't follow <call> him." <laughs> and
2: he like had a little water bottle that he would spray over like where the tracks were, so you could see oh, them. You, see him. Okay. you know, like more yeah. prominently, oh, and wow. they really looked really cool. I mean, it was like huge paw prints and stuff like That's that. Awesome. And, Whoa. And he's like here's a claw you can see. I have to believe it's real? I'd drive nah. out just to see that. Yeah, yeah it was yeah.
3: very cool. Very Yeah, because cool. I've driven cross-country, and I think the weirdest place I ever stopped was in, I think it was in Missouri, mm-hmm. and it was the National Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame and mm-hmm. Museum. That's great. Uh, And they had like a twenty-foot greyhound statue in front of the building. I wish I had photos. This is like pre-cell phone camera. Yeah, yeah. This is like late '90s. But uh, that was the strangest place in the US ever. I was like, what? Why is this a thing? Like, why does this even exist? I remember my parents taking me and my brother to
2: one in like Tennessee once when we were kids. That was they had these huge dinosaurs that were they didn't even move. They were just like. Mm -hmm. You know, structure like stuff, oh, the ones you
0: know. they in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, that well, those kind are of springs. stuff, right? And yeah. they're
2: like the huge dinosaurs. They're just there. They had speakers playing like, yeah. but like they're not moving or anything. Right. And then they'd give
1: you were on a little jeep, and they gave all the kids little Tommy guns, and you would just shoot at the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's all it was. Yeah. There was a thing. I, I, I drove across country, and there was a, uh, a thing called this – it was called like an apple pie farm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was this place. <laughs> they grow where pies? Where They had a giant apple structure, this big, uh-huh. fake, giant apple, <laughs> right. and uh-huh. then uh, there was like a, a hill all around it, and then you could walk up to the apple, and they would sell slices of apple pie or full apple pies at the apple yeah. pie structure. Uh-huh. But then the hill, the little grassy hill that was all around it was – was just um, hundreds of rabbits, so there were wow. just rabbits running all over the. So it was very. Now Tim were the children given Tommy
0: guns? <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> shoot, shoot the, the rabbits? rabbits.
1: Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was really weird <laughs> though. You're walking like around. You're a like, place
3: I would be very interested in going.
1: <laughs> I know it was very like Tim Burtony. It felt very. Strange. Were they like clean white rabbits,
2: or yeah, yeah they uh, were like or of nature rabbits. They
1: were weird. They were weird rabbits, yeah. but they
0: were big. Yeah. I remember there being a lot of big. Any weird Flemish ones. giants? I think so. Oh that wow. I mean That was a weird thing from when before the internet, when we were all kids, there were a lot of like travel destinations had a gigantic version of whatever you were yes. there to see. Don't pass it by. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Randy's Donuts, I think is, yeah, sure, yeah. is one of the in, last of those.
1: In uh know. Canada, in Montreal, where my family's all from, they they had a place called the Orange Julius. Mm-hmm. And Orange yes. Julius had a gigantic like Forty st- forty foot tall orange, uh, orange, orange in yeah. front. Yeah. That well,
3: you know, Orange in Julius inside. was in every mall in the United States.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, but it was the, like a giant orange. That yeah. was the only people. Yeah, we didn't have that here in the states.
3: So Matt. We for our podcast, orange. we have a giant Stephen Kramer Glickman here.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> Just <so you> <laughs> the only thing, the only time yes. it got better was when the giant, enormous thing, whatever it was, was the actual building. Sure, like you were inside of it. Uh, there used to be a place on Melrose, uh, the hamburger that ate LA, that was shaped <laughs> like a gigantic hamburger, sure, and it had like a cityscape next to it that it was chewing yeah. on, <laughs> sure, and, and there was like
2: the Brown Derby, right, and yeah. that was a yeah. hat, yeah, cat, yeah, sure, yeah, actually a hat that you walked into. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now all that stuff is. Primarily just for Batman villains to yeah, use. <laughs> I think you're right. We should bring sure it back. Right. Yeah. So, um, how what was the uh, g- casting process
1: like on on doing this? Uh? Uh,
2: it was it was pretty great. It was um, you know pilot season of 2020. So in Jan, this is like January. So the pandemic was just a whisper in the air yeah. of like, oh, something's <laughs> happening in China. People right. yeah. are like sick. Right. Yeah. Um, and nobody knew anything was going to happen. And it started like any other, you know, it was a pilot season. So I had uh, just got a script from my agent and manager for this uh, new show called Kevin Can Fuck Himself and to play Kevin. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. Let <laughs> me see what this, uh, this is. And I read it and I was like, this is brilliant. And I went in and sort of my first question for uh, Valerie, the creator, and uh, Craig, who's our showrunner, is I was like, I just want to make sure that what you're trying to do is not like totally skewer and hate on multicam sitcoms because I love multicam sitcoms. I've actually done a fair amount of multicam work in my, in my career. And so like, I, I know some people really hate it and think it's the cheesiest, like worst thing in the world for me. I love it. I sort of love the history of it. I love the format of it. Um, I recognize obviously that there are problems with it, which is what I think our show is trying to point out. Um, but I just wanted to make sure we weren't making a show that was like, "Look at this dumb fucking multicam, <laughs> and yeah. all the dumb jokes they do." Yeah. And I think I think that we avoided that. You know, I think that we tried to make a really good, strong multicam that you literally could kind of take out of our show and put on CBS and mm-hmm. it would air for probably four or five seasons you know yeah, um, and they and they said and Valerie was like absolutely I'm with you she's like I love multicams as well I'm not trying to kill them I'm trying to sort of point out the flaws in them and then explore more behind it and I was like alright if that's your plan then I'm 100% in so I had uh, my first audition went well
1: uh, They wait wait can we just yes. stop for a second what a fucking badass move
0: so to go into an
1: audition and be like, I just want to make sure that this is like up to the up to up what I standards, yeah. yeah. right? That's fucking genius. Though I man. mean, I think I I think I I worded it not in not a like, of course, you What know, like, <laughs> yeah. the to, fuck, are you making here? Yeah, you know, to, <laughs> ma- to kind of make them explain it a yeah. little bit yeah. to give you a better sense of because what you're you
2: doing. could do it either way. You could really lean into like a very sort of self aware, tongue in cheek, like we're making a multicam and everything's big and broad. Yes. And and they weren't they didn't want to do that, which I, I felt good about. Mm-hmm. Um so okay. I, I, I went to uh, uh my studio and network test and, and that went well and you know they narrowed it down to a few guys. Uh then they called me and they basically were like, uh, they like you a lot. Uh they've released everybody else and I was like, So does that mean I got it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like no, not yet cuz they're still not totally sure on who they want to cast as Allison who's the wife character and she she is the lead of the show. Even though the title of the show is Kevin Can Fuck Himself, it is really Annie's show. Right. Um, and uh, and so they weren't they hadn't cast Annie yet and so they were like we we love you but we just don't know if we can nail it down until we know who we're, uh, who we're going to have as Allison. And then uh, a couple weeks later they they got Annie to sign on and then so we did a chemistry read and it went well and and then off we went.
1: Now, so was she in second position with with your show because she was already on a show? Or no, did, Schitt's Creek not? was done. It was, so that was
2: done. It, yeah, it, they, were just, um, they were just sort of looking at different people oh, for the wow, part. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a fucking amazing thing. <laughs> yeah. To it was, get her right off of, like, a, a big show. Yeah,
2: movie. I mean, it was, and that was obviously before she had won the Emmy, but, I mean, everybody was talking about Schitt's Creek at that point. I think their finale had maybe aired Maybe a couple weeks before that. So, I mean, it really was
3: like, it sort of a became very... a phenomenon right before it ended. Totally
2: in the right. last season
3: yeah it was like a show where it's like i think i'd heard the name and it mm-hmm. had been on for like five or six years i'm like yeah. i like eugene levy i'll check it out sometime sure. yeah. and then that's all 100%. of a sudden it was like it was everywhere and yeah. they won all the emmys for everything yeah. and then it was like oh by the way the show's over it's over yeah and was like, it was like it was crazy because
2: it was on it was a canadian show and it was on pop tv which a lot of people don't even have pop yeah. tv or they would <laughs> get the app and then <laughs> right. people were kind of talking about it like oh have you seen the show Shit's creek it's great and then once it went to netflix which was kind of like right at the beginning of the pandemic, that's when everybody yeah. was like, oh. This show is amazing. Yeah.
1: The and, same thing happened with uh, New Adventures of Old Christine. I think. Is
0: she won the Emmy for Oh, New right Adventures as they
1: were. After it was canceled. Yeah. She yeah. won the Emmy after the show was already done. Crazy. You know yeah, the
0: cast of Corner Gas has just got their fingers crossed. <laughs> we're next. <laughs> we're <Who was laughs> next. <on, laughs> who was on Corner Gas? Nobody. It was, oh, come it was on. a Canadian show. No. Wait,
2: <laughs> Corner Gas, though. I've never seen Corner Gas, <laughs> yeah. but. There's an actor on Corner Gas who's an older actor named Eric Peterson. Oh, right. Is and there so really? That's hilarious. Whoa, He's an older what? Canadian actor. Yeah. Now, my last name is spelled Peterson, S-E-N. S-E-N. Mm-hmm. It's misspelled Peterson very often. Yeah. And his last name is S-O-N. Okay. So the union for a while didn't want to let me have my name because they were like, well, there's a different <laughs> Eric Peterson. I'm like, it's spelled differently. They're like, oh, it's kind of close. And then they just sort of stopped bothering me about it. Yeah. But it's funny. If you look at my IMDb, there are some... Overlaps.
1: They of mix his up. credits on mine and okay. my credits
0: on his. So yeah. it looks like you're spelling one out. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey, uh, before we continue doing the show, I, we gotta talk about uh, the the equipment that we're using. Mm-hmm. To make the show, uh, make an epic show that is. Uh, it sounds like you know everyone is right here, like yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not.
3: We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we were we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone, and Zoom just made it a piece of cake.
1: Yeah, you bet. Zoomcorp.com is the website. And uh, there, you know, th- this has made it so that we could interview people in uh, Nigeria, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, yeah. Guatemala, um, uh, Austria, Czechos, like the Czech, the Czech Republic. Um, when we were are doing you just all naming those, countries now? Yeah, well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people, you know, in, all the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like mm-hmm. we were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day, when we had uh, John Reese Davies on the show from New Zealand, he was in New Zealand the whole time. Sounded it like sounds it was like here. he was sitting in the room with us.
0: Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, live track, L8, 8-track mixer, recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond.
1: Yeah, it is a badass system, and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com. That's zoomcorp.com. Zoom, you have to say it three times. That's what people do in ad, ads, right? Zoom, what is it, Stephen? Zoomcorp.com com it's zoomcorp.com we're talking about zoomcorp.com all right let's get back to the show hey uh we are back um <laughs> uh I, I gotta i gotta talk to eric about something that is near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. and um it's how we first met i know where you're going with this mm-hmm. um i'm talking of course yeah, yeah, cute we had a meet cute we did we <laughs> really did we yeah. absolutely did um you're you you starred <laughs> in Shrek the Musical, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Broadway and in the first national tour and in the L.A. cast of yes. Shrek the Musical. And I starred in Shrek the Musical as the Sh- original in the Broadway workshops and readings. Yes, and uh, I'm I saw you do the show here in Los Angeles. That's fantastic, God! You were fucking fantastic, man. Thank you. So. Tell me tell me about you. let's talk about Broadway. Let's <laughs> let's do some Broadway chatting let's about about it.
3: your uh, about your it, Broadway career. Are they just harassed because they're like Steven has no hair and <laughs> Eric has a
1: wonderful head of hair so we're going with the guy with hair. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey,
1: possibly. That's probably. Uh, no, 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 no. No. I mean, Eric's fucking incra- I mean, you've done other stuff on Broadway too. Yeah, like yeah. W- tell us about your career. Where did you get started? Where are you originally from? I'm originally
2: from Chicago, a suburb of Chicago uh i was uh i got i started doing theater in high school never done it before that uh sort of fell into it i was always a a class clown but didn't start doing any performing until freshman year of high school uh went to college at bradley university in peoria illinois Mm -hmm. a little small liberal arts school uh i graduated i went to work uh at a place called the barn theater in augusta michigan which to do summer stock theater it was great My plan was to do that summer in Michigan, move out to LA because I wanted to do TV and film, uh, I enjoyed Broadway. I was a big Broadway fan, but I will be honest, my dream was to be on a sitcom. Like that's really where my brain was. But uh, this summer at the barn in Michigan, I started dating a girl and I thought she was pretty great. And I said to her at the end of the summer, I was like, What are you doing at the end of the summer? And she was like, Oh, I'm moving to New York. And I was like, That's crazy. I'm moving to New York too. <laughs> oh my god. And I totally changed my whole life plan, like in a conversation. Uh, she is now my wife, and we have two kids. So Whoa! Th- this was this was the right call. What? This was definitely the the movie. To make, oh my (laughs)
1: God, that's amazing!
2: Yeah, and so I changed my plan and moved to New York uh, with Lisa, my wife, and we were in New York for about uh, probably about. Four, three, four years before I got Shrek on Broadway. Um, doing a lot of children's theater and, you know, off-off Broadway theater and children's theater tours and stuff like that and first national tours. What um,
1: children's theater tours did you do?
2: Well, I did a lot with a company called TheaterWorks You Of course, theater yes. Works. Inter- yeah, of That's course. That's right. My wife now works for them. She does. No she, way. Yes. She's, like, in charge of digital content, and uh, she's, like, growing the business here in California. Oh yeah, so she, God. like, has a, a real job for them right now, which is awesome. Yeah,
1: they're the ones who do, they do, like, uh basically children's musical theater yep Productions all over the world. They
2: go right? like they're mostly based out of New York, and then they go to schools all across the country. And they have like six actors in a van that also are hired as stage managers who build the sets and costumes. And you just drive around and hit two or three schools in a day. And wow. it's like really paying your dues, but you can get your equity card that way. And it's a great, great company.
1: Wow. I got, I got uh, cast as the cowardly lion yes. in, in uh, their their version of the of Wizard of Oz. and I yeah. I couldn't do it. Someday. Oh no! I got I was doing and I was under contract doing a Terrible, terrible, (laughs) terrible musical. The Stoop on Orchard Street. Street. Yeah, one of the worst (laughs) musicals ever written in history. And I I could not get out of the contract. Which was a
3: sequel to Fiddler on the Roof. No.
1: Yeah, it was an unauthorized sequel to Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) It was the most embarrassing. We would go to small towns. Do the show and leave before the review would come out, <laughs> and it was early days of the internet, so no yeah. one was Googling to see sure. how the show With was. The great review you got in Chicago, in Chicago, just uh, Chicago Sun Times said Stephen Kramer Glickman is loud, <laughs> and then uh, the, but the best one, my favorite one of all time, was Backstage West did a review back uh, when that existed, sure. and it said. Um, uh, Stoop on Orchard Street tries to pass off a moldy slab of ham as a Jewish delicacy. <laughs> this is oh worse. Oh, my God. This is the the worst thing that has happened to Los Angeles since <laughs> since the Rodney King trial. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's what it
1: said in Backstage West.
2: I mean, you should print that and frame wow.
1: it. And it that's was, that's when... That's when, I, that's when we all met. Because doing they were staying
3: at a motel attached to a bowling alley in Canoga Park yep. where <laughs> I was hosting an open mic yes. at the bar at the bowling alley in Canoga Park. Mm-hmm. And then Steve wanted to start doing stand-up, and I was like a year in, and we became friends, and then Mike that's was around amazing. about same wow. time.
0: Wow, so. Crazy. so you guys would leave before the reviews came in? <laughs> yeah. So you were following the Frontier Tonic Salesman yeah. business model? <laughs> basically, yeah, basically. That's exactly it's what we Sell it and get out of
1: town, quick. Oh, yeah. People would be like, this is the worst thing to happen since the... you like, the don't bu- even do a curtain call? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Just Just get like, the hell out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we were, How we did were they hated. know to
0: bring tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, no one was calling the next town to tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah man. it was crazy. Anyways. Okay, um, so, we, so yeah. we
2: moved to New York, uh, and we uh, started doing theater did theater work stuff Um, eventually uh, I got the call to go I'd auditioned for Shrek probably around the same time that you I don't know if you auditioned for it, just offered Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, uh, for the reading and didn't get it but they liked me and uh, kept me in mind and then when the show was already open on Broadway uh, the guy that was playing Papa Ogre and one of the three little pigs uh, his name was Jacob Ming Trent uh, he uh, hurt his knee and had to be out of the show for like 12 weeks and so they brought me and a couple of other guys in to be a replacement I got the job um, this is kind of a fun story when I went it was down to me and one other guy uh, who's actually a friend of mine I won't say his name but uh, we were both up for it they said to us they were like listen you both are great we really don't know who to pick Go to the costume shop. They're going to try the costumes on you guys, and we just got to be honest. Whoever fits the costume is better. We're <laughs> going to give the job to because, like, it's just a twelve-week yeah. replacement. Now, I had no Broadway credits at that point, so this was a big deal to me. Like, yeah. to get a Broadway credit was a big deal, and so I went in, and the costumes did not fit me. Jacob is a bigger guy than me, and uh, a person who I owe so much to this guy named Brian Bustos, who was the costume associate, was there doing the fittings, and he told. We became very good friends later uh, in life, and later in the process. And and he told me, he was like, you know, the other guy actually fit the costumes a little better, but you were a nicer person. You were very nice to me and seemed really excited about the opportunity. Wow. And so I told them that <laughs> the costumes would work and we just did a bunch of adjustments sort of like on the fly to like make them fit for you. Oh my God. And so yeah, that's cool. I thought that was really cool. And so then I got brought into the show and I was, uh, got my Broadway debut and it was very exciting. wow And then, so that track though also was the. Shrek understudy, yeah. But then the show also had a standby, and some people might not know what a standby is. In on Broadway, when there's a really big role like Phantom and Phantom of the Opera or Elphaba and Wicked, like these big, huge, vocally demanding roles, a lot of times you'll have a standby, which is this weird contract where you're paid a principal contract rate, so you're Mm -hmm. you're paid like you're the star of the show. You have your own dressing room, but you're not in the show in any way unless the star is out. So you are sort of the first option, but it, as opposed to being an understudy who's in the ensemble of the show and then steps up to the, the lead role, okay. it's a very odd experience because eventually I became the standby when Brian Darcy James left the show. Uh, ben Crawford, who was the standby, became Shrek, and I became the standby. And when you're the standby, you literally go to the theater every night, you listen to the show, <laughs> you have to be there until... Yeah. And like, you're not getting paid? No, you're getting paid. Oh, you're, getting you're getting paid, paid yeah. handsomely. But it's odd to be at the theater and not a part of it. You really are yeah. not a part of it at all. Wow. And um, you basically stay there until, like, right before curtain call, and then they're like, all right, you can go home. And you just listen to the show just, every night. It's just to,
3: like, make sure that he doesn't break just, his ankle yeah. or it's something. It's basically or...
2: if, like, in the first act he twisted his ankle and they had to stop the show, they would say, all right, and then I would go into makeup, and then they would start the show again.
3: Okay. Um,
2: it's which... sort of like being a relief pitcher where
3: you're yes. just there just in case they need just to call case. you in. Yeah, just,
2: just in waiting. case. Yeah. Uh, and so then I became the standby, ended up getting to go on a couple Times as Shrek, um, I have a good story for that as well. Oh I okay. Tell me. I guess that's the point yeah. of the podcast, yeah. right? to Tell stories. <laughs> um, basically, uh, when Brian left the show, and I was saying how Ben became Shrek, and then I was becoming the standby, they also, in that same big meeting, announced that we were going to be closing in like ten or eleven weeks. So it was like not the next week but like we were nearing the end of the run and I was pretty convinced that Ben was not gonna miss at all in the show because you know it was a big deal for him to be becoming Shrek and there was only you know 11 weeks left and so I had my put-in rehearsal that first Friday of his first week and a put-in rehearsal is where you do a rehearsal in the afternoon with most of the ensemble some of the stars may come it sort of is up to them and you do the show with lights. You're in costume. You have props, but everybody else in the show is just in street clothes. <laughs> it, they and they're all very pissed off to be there usually because yeah. it's like yeah their yeah. day not their day off, but they're they don't want to be there when they're not performing. Yeah, and it's really just to help the person who's going into the show so they can actually feel what it's like with the lights and the costumes. Uh, and so when I did my put in rehearsal, like I had a guy a guy playing Princess Fiona for <laughs> you know like the <laughs> dance captain was yeah. playing Princess Fiona who
1: was playing Fiona by that at that point. Uh, That was still Sutton. Sutton Sutton
2: did it the whole time. Um, And so I did this put in rehearsal and it went great and I felt really awesome about it. And I came home and when I went to go into my apartment, the door was like padlocked. And I was like, or not padlocked, but like the (laughs) main lock was on. And I was like, babe, what? To my wife, I was like, what? Can you let me in? Like, what's going on? And she eventually unlocks the door and she's uh, got a video camera and she's filming me. And I'm thinking, She just wants to know how great I was at the put-in rehearsal. (laughs) Um, And so she's like, how'd it go? And I was like, oh, babe, I crushed it. I was awesome. It was so good. I felt so proud of myself. I was really happy with it. Everybody was really complimentary. I feel really good. She was like, awesome. But she was still filming me, and I was like, why are you filming me? And she said, look in the bathroom. And I was like, all right. I went in the bathroom. There were some clothes hanging up, and I was like, you did the laundry thank you very much that's <laughs> yeah. awesome thank you for doing that she's like look at the sink and on the sink was three positive pregnancy tests and so we what? found out that night Whoa. that was for wow. my, my daughter my first kid uh that we found out that night that we were going to be parents and it was this was good this was something we wanted yeah. we were wow. you know wanting to do oh and so God. it was like A super exciting night. And so so we're like. So much good news. So much good news. And so like we stayed up all night and we're thinking, what if it's a boy? What if it's a girl? Oh, my God. And your whole life just changes. And and then probably only got like two hours of sleep. And then at like eight in the morning the next day on that Saturday the stage manager called me and she's like Ben is throwing up and sick and you're on a shrek for both shows today oh, and I was like
1: shit Woo! yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so in the matter of twenty four hours <laughs> I like oh my found god. out I was gonna
2: be a dad starred in a Broadway show yeah. it was spectacular on two hours
3: of sleep on two hours of
2: sleep <laughs> now I will say it went really well and a lot of people were in the cast were like oh my god you were so like focused and and centered and. And I was like, I couldn't tell them cause you don't tell people yeah. like yeah. right away, wait till you know, a few months. And so I just, what I think though, is that because half of my brain was like, I'm going to be a dad, like I, it didn't allow me to freak out about like, yeah. holy shit, you're Playing Shrek on Broadway, um, so yeah, that was that's my story of of oh when I when, <laughs> I when I'm I actually f- played. Yes, when that I is the Shrek,
1: most yes. incredible story. And then I got cast as Shrek on the first
2: national tour, mm-hmm. which ended here in Los Angeles. And then I ran into Stephen. Yeah, Kramer, I came, and I got Garrett. to come to the. Uh, to do the you remember? What was night? that? Uh, 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 it's right next to the Pantages, or no? It's across the street. Uh, iron and Stone. Fire and ice. What is that bar
1: called? Yeah, yeah.
3: The one next that, to the Pantages is the Frolic Room. No, yeah, is, so I mean, not that that's one. A it's legendary directly dive. across
2: the okay. street from it. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's
1: where we met. Yeah, we met, we met there, and um, I yeah, I was like. Totally blown away. That was just Stephen. Did it, you cosplay as Shrek when you went? I did not. <laughs> I did not cosplay. I did wear a terrible outfit though. It was a green. I believe you. I've was seen a, how you A dress. green <laughs> denim suit. Ooh, so, ooh. Yeah. It was ooh. not. Nobody like
0: Mr. Green it. jeans. Yeah, like Mr. <laughs> <That's> green <laughs> jeans. It was not okay.
1: Was, I regret that that suit greatly. Did.
3: And that one didn't
1: end you up in OK Magazine no, for that worst was dressed. Super embarrassing. <laughs> you have been worst <laughs> dressed in OK yes, Magazine. Yes, that's yeah. true. Okay, hang on a yeah. second. Let's stay stay focused. <laughs> Sorry. stay focused on the man. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I get, <laughs> it's okay.
3: I get thrown. There's so many things to make fun of. I you know. Right, <laughs> just, you
1: can make fun of me a different day. Uh, no, you can make fun of it's me. It's just
0: fun day. that even when other people tell stories, we still find the <laughs> way to, make fun of it to <laughs> turn you. it on you. Now, were you? Um,
1: were you being directed by Jason? Was Jason Moore directing at yes. the time? Uh
2: Jason was directing. Uh, the tour was a little interesting in that uh, uh, Rob Ashford uh, was also co-directing. So we had kind of an interesting situation with that because what? they uh, uh, Jason would come in for a few days and kind of direct, and then he would go away, and Rob would come in and direct for a few days, and they would kind of be like undoing each other's stuff. <laughs> and we were like who are we who are we listening to like who's who's actually the the boss here um but we ended up finding it i i was really proud of the tour production because i feel like we really um you know the whole cast was really tight it was a really great group of truly good people Mm -hmm. um, who were really kind of looking out for each other and we had we had such a good time. And you had Amy Garcia on your Amy tour. Amy Garcia was on there. So much. She's Haven the Burton was playing Oh Fiona. my god, Haven Burton's yeah. the
1: fucking greatest. Yes, she was great. Oh, I love them.
2: Um, David wonderful. Vaughn was playing Farquad. Uh, Alan oh, wow. Mango Jr. was playing Donkey. It was great. It was a
1: spectacular cast. Christmas. Yeah. Did um how musically, did anything change from the Broadway show to the tour? Or um, did, was that about the same?
2: It was pretty much the same. We I mean, one of the big things is we had this dragon in the tour that was so much better than the one on Broadway, the the dragon song hmm. it was a new song and a new puppet. The dragon on Broadway was this like 30 foot tall thing on like, rolling casters that was essentially, if it was a dragon, it was just from the neck up, right? Mm-hmm. It was just the mm-hmm. neck up and then this huge head that a person would sit inside of and control the mouth and the eyes and stuff like that. It fell over a couple times. <laughs> it looked bad because it just kind of like rolled around the stage not <laughs> move its head. It was yeah. very, very odd. And then for the tour, It was a full fucking dragon. It was like head to tail, wings. Uh It took five people to puppeteer it. Wow. Um, Like three people in the middle, one guy in the front doing the mouth and the eyes, another person on the back, people on the wings. It was spectacular. And, I mean, when we rehearsed with that dragon, because we were, you know, a tour. They had to rent out a Broadway theater to rehearse it because it didn't fit in new 42nd Street Studios because it was so big. It was very,
3: very impressive. when you go on a national tour for a musical like that, uh, I want to ask you numbers, but is the money equivalent, better, or worse than when you're doing it on Broadway? Um, It's
2: about the same. Mm -hmm. I think it's about the same. It's, uh, you know, obviously the pay is pretty... There's much more, um, like... Ladder levels on Broadway. I feel like there's like a, a tier of people that are okay. probably making about this much. Yeah, and then you have you know you have people like a Sutton Foster or movie stars coming. You have to a couple Tonys or whatever. You know who have a yeah. couple Tonys. They're making a, a certain level, and then you have like the movie stars doing Broadway that yeah. they make a certain level. But it is it's pretty democratized, and it so yeah, the money on a tour is about the same, and in actuality, you end up making more money because you have your per diem. Yeah, and you're not you're not paying New York rent.
3: So oh, if yeah. you can, right. if you can drop your apartment yeah. and go
2: on tour, oh, that is can like a lot, you
3: can a lot more. spectacular! Wow! Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, that's you so can save up to try to get that Adina
1: Menzel money. That's right, that's right, <laughs> that's right. A, now, how have you felt as far as like being in L.A.? I was told something by the. <laughs> By the by, the head of casting at Universal, uh-huh. uh, when I when I got let go from Shrek and came <laughs> out here, yeah. uh, I was brought into her office for a, a meeting, and she said, um, "Hey, congratulations on starring in Shrek the Musical. I heard you were amazing. Um, what's next for you?" And I went, "Actually, <laughs> what really happened was is I did the Broadway workshops and the readings." And then I was let go right before it opened, right. and then I, uh, I you know, I, I moved back out here. And she said, um, f- "Well, you should know, uh, no one cares." <laughs> 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 she was like, "Whatever we have picked up uh, uh, that knowledge about, about you, Broadway yeah. and things yeah. and whatever." Is whatever we know. So yeah. don't correct anybody ever yes. again. Number yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> Num- like, if someone gives you a, a, a credit, just take the credit take it, and, yeah. and go. Number one. Number two, um, she was like, w- in LA, we only know about Broadway because we have to yeah like we're <laughs> most of us don't know anything Any. about what's really going on out there they couldn't name yeah we anybody who, yeah, yeah totally so yeah. so just you know <laughs> you know just, you know it's like it's like we have to know what we have to know and sure. that's about it they you know? know
2: like who maybe gets nominated for a tony sure yeah yeah but beyond that not much yeah yeah it
1: is funny because have you it, noticed that out here um
2: yeah a, a little bit i mean weirdness. even even in uh you know, in your intro to me of saying like he starred as Shrek on Broadway for two shows. I did. Yes. (laughs) But like and then I definitely I did it for a full year on tour. Sure. But like when people say that, I sometimes I feel very conflicted of like I, I wasn't I didn't like I played Shrek for two performances on Broadway, but I wasn't like the guy the whole time on Broadway, but then I did it, so it's very muddy. So when I people think it would say pass it,
0: legal. I think it would <laughs> pass <it. it>. yeah. legal. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> so when people like say it, I usually, like you said, I just I try not to correct him.
0: <laughs>
3: it's two yeah. more than Steven did. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, that's <laughs> cold. <laughs> that's
0: cold. <laughs> 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 that's cold. <laughs> 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 I swear to God. I love knowing you that you've right. been waiting behind the grassy knoll <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> that this whole time. Just uh, ready. The motorcade is coming along now. The President is waving. Well, okay. Oh my god, something's <laughs> happened. God
1: damn. That was That's pretty good so You're cool. welcome, Steven. <laughs> it's what it's like to be friends with comedians all the time. That's <laughs> just what happens. We're just brutal. The oh, best. I love that. Yeah. Um have you <laughs> w- w- have you noticed like w- you know like when it comes to musical theater in Los Angeles any Well any I think stu- are you going to do a Broadway movie musical is that kind of I happen? would
2: love to mm. my god I feel it's actually funny I feel like whenever they are doing musicals in you know either TV or film form I'm always telling my agents I'm like get me in for yeah. this like this is in my wheelhouse and they're always like oh yeah it's it's tough it's real tough they're like just looking at movie stars and I'm like Okay, whatever yeah um, but yeah, I feel like I don't know I feel like like you said that they people that are in LA casting are aware of Broadway enough. I will say it's been helpful in that my broadway credits, you know, my two probably biggest credits are Shrek and School of Rock, which both mm-hmm. are films. Oh, yeah. Hell so yeah. it's like helpful to people to be like I can say, "Oh, I played the Jack Black role in School of Rock on Broadway." Mm-hmm. And people know what that is. Yeah. yeah. It's it. you don't have to be like it was an adaptation of an old tasty <laughs> <news> thing. <laughs> yeah. like, right. What? I don't yeah. know what that, is. you know. <laughs> it so was Three Ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so it's <laughs> it's been helpful in that way because my credits are sort
3: of like they they just understand them Do, better, I think. Right. Do you think that Makes the internet sense. has... Uh, they, they've made Shrek into a much bigger thing than I ever thought it was supposed to be, right? And that, like, the internet is obsessed with Shrek in a yeah. way that doesn't make a lot of sense in, yeah. like, the whole thing with Smash Mouth and whatever, and yeah. it's, like, just become yeah. a meme that Shrek is, like, a thing. Do you think that has, like, kept that musical touring in areas where it might, it might not otherwise <laughs> even exist, or...? Um,
2: I don't know. I think that, I actually think that the musical is a, a good musical. I think mm-hmm. it's a good standalone musical, which I think that's why. But I, it is odd the way that the internet loves Shrek. And I, Sh- I always can't totally tell if it is a true love of Shrek <laughs> or if it is a like, look at this fucking movie. Let's all just like point at it. But I don't know if yeah. it's a good point. Like, but I, I, th- I just saw the other day, somebody sent me Supreme, the like streetwear yeah. brand, is partnering with Shrek right now. And they have, yeah. it says Supreme, but the S is, is the like Shrek. the Shrek. No! In, yes. yeah. You search it. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm telling you, wow. This oh, came must, out a couple yeah. days yeah. ago. Supreme is doing a collaboration with Shrek, and so they have new, like... Supreme, but with the green. Yeah, because like the two things
3: they've oh done that with are Shrek and B Movie. Yeah, are ones that yeah, like I'm like I two. don't understand. I don't get it. But it's it's a thing, and I'm happy yeah. for everyone involved because they're still getting paychecks. I think that's it's great. because
1: I think it's because they weren't Disney. Yeah. I think because I think that does they, help. Yeah, oh, yeah. Also yeah. oh, like, because Disney think
3: protects it, everything, and these movies are just like. Internet, go for it. Sure. Well, also,
1: it. also like they yeah. would show Shrek and B movie on television. Sure. Yeah. Because they yeah. would never do that with Disney animated yeah. movies before you know Disney Plus. And so. I think that the
2: age that kids were when Shrek came out was that formidable, like yeah. four, five, six, seven years old. And now mm. those kids are the TikTok kids, and they're yeah. you know that are oh my god and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you're watching kind of the birth of their uh, sense of irony as yeah. time goes totally. on. Totally. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask. Uh, you mentioned School of Rock and Shrek, of course. They both were such ingrained performances uh, yeah. in in film. Sure. How much of that did they want you to echo, and how much of it was did they you get wiggle room? I guess. Um, uh,
2: they've always been every director that I've worked with in that sort of capacity. Because uh, another one that I did, I did. Um. I played Buddy the Elf in oh, Elf, okay. elf oh, in yeah. musical. So that's another one that is yeah. like what? people like totally think like of Will Ferrell. And you're like, of, yeah. so, you, so my approach has always been, and it seems to have worked, you have to give the audience something from that performance that they recognize, that they feel comfortable with. Some actors say, fuck that, I'm doing my own thing completely. Right, I'm against that. I feel like an audience, when they're coming to a known property – They are willing to see your interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. But if you completely wreck or put to the side what they loved, which is why they bought the ticket... They're only gonna be angry at you. So it's not like you have to do a a copycat performance, but like you have to do either like one or two classic lines with the same kind of cadence that it was said in the movie so that the audience just feels like, yes, he gets it. And then they're willing to let you do your own thing with other moments. But if you don't give them something to like latch onto, they just get mad at you.
0: So if you do Terminator the musical, you'll say, I'll be back. Per- you have the same to. The <laughs> same I think you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be I'll It would be, be suck. Yeah, it would be sung. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: a whole I song. will
0: return
3: <laughs> shortly. Yeah. And Sutton
1: Foster would, of course, play uh, uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah yeah. Connor, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course. yeah we would I mean, that's that. the big 11 o'clock number. I'll, yes. be <laughs> <back>. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back.
2: Don't you worry. Now I really want to see Terminator the musical. And there's, like, the guys with the thumb as they're, like, going water.
0: That's a, whole uh, a whole chorus oh, of guys yeah, yeah, yeah. sinking into soup? the lava. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can have
1: the other Terminator, the uh, the 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 T one thousand, just be like anything you can do, I, <laughs> I can, can do be better. better. <laughs> I can be anyone better than you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's transform. a big tap dancer as well. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With all the metal, big yeah. tap dance <laughs> top <laughs> hat and cane yeah, numbers, but yeah, yeah. yeah, the cane morphs out of his hands. Holy shit. We need to copyright this immediately. Don't air. The greatest idea. idea. Yeah,
1: fuck. We gotta make this happen. (laughs) Um, Do you have there? Are there musical roles that you haven't done? Wait. You know what? Before we get to that. But up, but up! We need to play a commercial. Ching, bing, ding, ding. Hey, Matt! Before we continue doing the show, we got to talk about what we're talking into.
3: These Sennheiser microphones are fantastic.
1: Yeah, they are literally top of the line. The best company in the world when it comes to microphones, headphones, audio equipment like this. I mean, yeah. it's just so damn good.
3: If you want to sound good talking into something, get yourself some Sennheiser microphones.
1: Yeah, it makes you sound epic.
0: Mike Black, uh, say something epic. Space. The final frontier. Bah, bah, bah. These are the voyages. Bah, bah, uh, if bah, I say bah, bah, any more lawyers, will get involved. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but way, I said <laughs> it clearly, and you can hear it clearly. <laughs> God, I can hear it.
1: I, it sounds perfect. Um, hey, uh, go, and, uh, go check out Sennheiser. If you are looking for audio equipment, uh, you're looking for a great microphone, this is the one to use. Mike, uh... Matt, what's what's this one called that we're using? Uh, this is the MD-42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect.
3: Find them at Sennheiser.com.
1: You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, um, all right. Other musicals that you would like to do that you haven't done yet. Is there... Are there mm. specific roles? Anything that because uh you know people ask that? I'm sure as an actor sure. you get this a lot, where people go, "What's something that you haven't got? Yeah, a, yeah. You want to be in a TV show that you have? You could be on any show, and <laughs> right. you're like, that's not how this business works. <laughs> exactly. We don't yeah. decide the future of our career. You could right. be on any <laughs> show. Don't. You could be on it. We but don't have it, these decisions. But when it comes to musical theater, there are like dream roles. Sure. Um, I, I, it's funny. I <laughs> it's funny the uh, the guy that
2: is playing the Phantom of the Opera right now is is Ben Crawford, who I was talking about, who became Shrek mm-hmm. and then I became his Standby. Oh, my God. So I don't want Ben to think that I'm just trying to just take his <laughs> job. That's right. But I would love to play the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. I think just because that was, like, the first musical that I ever really loved and like I remember going yeah. to the Carol Stream public library and like renting the two disc you know Phantom of the Opera soundtrack and and I would bring it back at the end of two weeks and I'd be like does anybody need the Phantom soundtrack and they're like
3: no Eric and you can take it again I was like <laughs> yes and then I'd like re- oh recheck God. it out for another two
2: you're weeks you're good theater nerd <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: you're yeah. good yeah. you're fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's nobody else in this town who rents any of these um, have you looked around recently <laughs> right? at this point? you're in the suburbs to Chicago yeah.
2: but, um, but no that's one and then the other answer that I always give and it sounds a little cliche and I, I didn't come up with it but it is true in that I think at this point in my career the thing that is most exciting or would be most exciting to go back to Broadway to do would be an original role in something that has not been done yet oh, so sure. That's a, a vague answer, non-answer, but like I think that would be the the next thing that I would love to do is to create a, an original
3: role. So Terminator in Terminator the musical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We've yours got
0: yours
1: to create. That's it. That's it. We got him. All <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, when it came to coming out to L.A. and and getting into acting, uh, one of the first things that I saw you in was the Kirstie television show yeah. with Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Uh, from from. The Cheers is the way I... Well, and from Star Trek. (laughs) Star 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 Trek, yes. (laughs) Matt Walker, bring it back. (laughs) Bring it back to Star Trek. I always have a Star Trek reference. Sure. He has a shirt right now that is... uh, There you go. My
3: Ferengi Live Long and Profit shirt. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that I had made. You had that shirt made, yeah, it's specially yes. made. You <laughs> can buy them on our website until we get a cease and desist. Oh wow! <laughs> <I> <laughs> that. Are
1: you serious? Yeah. It's a great looking shirt. Yeah. Where's your mask? <laughs> you have the mask too. Uh,
3: well, I've got my my
1: L.A. Trekkies
3: mask that I made. Let's see. He, he oh yeah, logo. He has a Trekkies. There logo. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you can buy that too. Just go to thre- uh What the There's a link. There
3: you go. There you go.
1: Okay. So. Kirstie. Uh, yeah, Star Trek. Um, yes. No, Kirst- <laughs> Kirstie Allen. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? How was that? <laughs>
2: you know, it was great. Uh, uh, That was a, a huge moment for me in my career in that, like, uh, as I told you, I always wanted to do a sitcom. I really yeah. wanted to be in a sitcom. And this was a series regular on a sitcom that went a huge. full season. So, like, this was a a major milestone, like, you know, notch in my belt of, like, this was my – dream all along the experience of making the show was brilliant uh it was uh kirstie alley uh the show the premise of it was she was like a big broadway star who had given up her child for adoption because her career was just about to take off and now her schlubby son sort of comes back into (laughs) her life as like a a grown man but like his adoptive parents have recently passed and he's trying to like reconnect with her okay and um and she lives this big fancy life and he's just like a joe Schmo. <laughs> and so uh Kirsty played my mom, I played her son, uh and then Michael Richards of mm-hmm. you know yeah. of Seinfeld <laughs> fame oh, uh, played her driver and Rhea Perlman of Cheers fame oh, wow. played her uh, assistant. So it was wow. the three of them and me Holy and uh, I mean uh, it was really cool because I mean it was on that's billboards like, and It's like buses
3: 17 and, Emmys right there. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
2: I mean this was so great. There the billboards for the show literally said they had uh, a big long couch and then they had uh ria kirsty and michael all on one side of the couch all sort of huddled together and looking at the other (laughs) side of the couch and i was at the other side of the couch with a big gulp like sipping it just looking all dopey and and then on it it said three comedy legends and Eric. Oh,
1: and, and what's so <laughs> great is that, that my <laughs>
2: character name was not Eric on the show. They literally and they didn't put my last name. It was just three oh comedy my legends. My and Eric. God. And that was that's what the campaign was. Wow. And I loved it. I thought it was so fun. It's so great. And, you know, the experience of working with them, and we had, you know, the guest star, we did 12 episodes, but like the guest stars we brought in every week, it was like Jason Alexander, Kristen Chenoweth, John Travolta, George oh my Wend, God. Horace Leachman. Oh my uh, I mean, God. every week. Was, How did that like, show
3: not succeed?
2: Um, you know what it was? Is that TV Land, at the time, they were still doing their, they had like the X's and. Okay. Uh, um,. Uh, 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 Cedric the Entertainer had a show. I can't mm-hmm. remember what that one was called, but they were doing. And um, uh, what was the one with uh, Betty White? Uh, hot Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like they had all these multicam, and the pr- basically their idea was take old sitcom stars you love them give them a, a new yeah. sitcom. And then we did our season, it kind of fit right in with there. And then like at the end of our season as a brand, TV Land was like, we're not gonna do that anymore. We're gonna uh, okay. and actually Sutton Foster's show, Younger, is sort of like yeah. what they were like, we're gonna do single camera more uh, dramatic stuff. So it was really just format Timing. changing. They just were like, you know, yeah. But yeah. But it, as an experience, it was spectacular.
3: Well, I'm gonna start the Twitter campaign to
1: save the Kirstie <laughs> Alley save show. Kirstie. No, bring back Kirstie. Reboot <laughs> so, it. So was this Michael Richards prior to? No, no, no. This no. is after. This is this like is ten. After? This is about ten years after. Is, Holy so, crap! This I'll is after you. the Laugh Factory. You know? yes. like, yeah.
0: How yeah. did that? How would they do that? It's, well, it's here's TV. what I'll tell wow. you. Wow. It was. You're getting them at a. Uh, Barton discount. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, like. Here's what we'll I'll say. Keep paying them to be on the
1: show. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about Michael. Obviously, what. He said in that rant. By the way, yes, I'm the person that called Michael and banned him from the comedy store. That yep. was my job. Was wow. To call him and you ban- so al- also had to, to call
3: Joe Rogan to ban him I from the comedy store.
1: Ban- <laughs> Joe- that way, super well. Yeah. me. <laughs> I bet he took that one. Uh, yeah, uh, but but like that, like I was trying to time it out. I was like, wait, <laughs> that happened before I was I did Shrek. So how is it possible? Yeah, you're like holy fuck. So. As I
2: was saying, uh, what Michael said was horrendous and hateful and terrible. Crazy. Um, What I will say is that Michael Richards is the oddest human I've ever met, (laughs) but also comedically brilliant. So, even when you would just try to say to him like, "Hey, Michael, how was your weekend?" he would sort of be like, he he couldn't look you like he couldn't even square up to you. He sort of had to get outside of like a squared up position Ooh. physically <laughs> yeah and you'd be like hey man how was your weekend and he'd be like oh, 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 weekend do the, how do the week do they end do the weeks end they kind of go don't they and i'm like all right cool bro yeah uh, like Holy like he just crap. his brain is always thinking so outside of the box of what most people co- collectively accept as reality sure and so while i am in no way you know Oh yeah no 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 pray, yeah, like no, right. letting of him off the hook. I think he is a, a super interesting guy who's always trying to push envelopes and working with him was great because it, he was he really tried to like look out for me and and give me advice and like say this is what you want to do in your career and look out for and stuff and you know but also seeing him uh you know while he was doing the show I remember this is a, kind of a sad story about him is that the first uh, in the pilot, there was mm-hmm. a moment where he, his character had to light a cigarette, right? Just mm-hmm. a little thing. But you can't light a cigarette on TV. You can, like, have a cigarette, but you can't <laughs> show lighting of a cigarette on a TV. Yeah. And <clears throat> he, it was just a little tiny bit. And he went to light the cigarette, and, like, on one take, it, it actually lit because he kind of – Literally, yep. not a big deal, and it's it's filmed like it's not, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Right. And he was so upset. He was like, "I'm so i I'm, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I I, didn't, I know you told me not to do it." He was like a broken man, you know. And it was yeah. it was really hard to see because you could see that like he had this comedic thought process going on, but he was also totally aware of what everyone was thinking about him oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, as a as a person, it was it was heavy to sort of be next to that and seeing that um there one more michael story (laughs) please he we we had to do this thing uh and it was my first big show so i didn't know and i guess this happens but like we were in new york for the premiere and we had to go to a couple luncheons with like you know, people from Johnson and Johnson yeah, like the ad exec- you know, all the ad executives yeah. and you just whine and dine them and stuff. And we were sitting at this lunch and somebody's talking to us and some ad executive is like, So what's it like when you're like doing a show and like people are just like talking and stuff and like has anybody ever just like interrupted you while you're doing a show oh. and he was not trying to lead Michael there. He really okay. was just Ooh, genuinely wow. asking like, mm-hmm. has anybody ever interrupted your show and like <laughs> like so And Michael just went, Yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell. And then the oh. guy kind of put together like what he was referencing, and he was like, Oh, oh. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean. And he was like, No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> oh, But it was extremely God. awkward. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking benign. But the experience of doing Kirstie was wonderful. Yeah. I love wow. it. And what, like, was she, you, what was she like? You know, Kirstie is, I always say that she, what you see on TV is her at an 11, but in life she's at like a seven. Okay. So she's the same person. She is that sort of big, broad, brassy kind of personality. Um, and it just, she knows how to sort of turn it up for TV. But what you see on TV is she is a, I a think, big personality.
3: I think we all knew that when she gave that Emmy speech. I don't she, remember her Emmy. So she gave one of the greatest Emmy speeches. She goes up, wins the Emmy for Cheers. Yeah. Uh, gets on stage and she was married to Parker Stevenson at the time. I want to say, yeah. And she like said like, and I also want to thank Parker for giving me the big one or give me the hard one all these years. It was like <laughs> give me the high hard one. Might have been the phrase she's losing like, <laughs> at the end. she just basically talked about basically getting railed. So yeah, it was it was very entertaining. Yeah, I was I don't know twelve or something at the time, and <laughs> so I was like, this scandalous. is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um. What? Uh. Before we wrap up, we want. I just want to ask, like. Coming up next, what... Is next for you? What do you? Uh, what's the plan?
2: Well, we are uh, obviously fingers crossed for season two of mm-hmm. Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Absolutely, uh, everybody feels good about it. The show sort of ended with a big cliffhanger, so I, I feel uh, confident that AMC will pick us up, but we have not heard yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know that will happen soon. Um, I also uh, I'm starting to do voiceover stuff. Uh,
1: nice. And yeah, so you did Madagascar, right? Yeah,
2: that's what I've been doing, uh, and that's still going. So I I've, I'm recording on that almost almost every week, which that's is soon Super Amazing. fun. So cool. Um yeah, that's that's basically what I'm working on.
1: What, what voice what are you doing for that one? Uh
2: so I'm on the show called Madagascar A Little Wild, which is on Hulu and Peacock. It is a prequel to the DreamWorks Madagascar films. So nice. those movies with Chris Rock. And Aren't
3: there like seventy five Madagascar things I now? Think,
2: I think there's three, but they did they <laughs> yeah. did a lot of them. Oh yeah. Um and and this well, show, then, well, then they did the what's it called? Penguins. There's the spin-off, spin-offs, yeah, the spin-offs yeah, and the things all that. Like, yeah. King Julian is one. Like as a yeah. franchise, I'm like, yes. there's, like it's, as a franchise, they've done very well. Like yeah. Land
3: Before Time was the where They just made 17 sequels. Right. But yeah. Madagascar. There's just like a bunch of they, they just they're do like spin-offs. let's make them have a movie. Yeah. And they get a movie. And, totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're in great company. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was um, yeah. uh, King, uh, right? The the, the monkey? King Julian? King Julian. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And so this show is
2: about those animals, but when they're kids so the the animals are voiced by kid actors and then I play uh, a pigeon named Antony who's from Long Island who basically flies in each day to the Central Park Zoo where the kids are all at and I basically say like hey there's a fire truck over on 5th Avenue you guys gotta check it out and then (laughs) we all sort of go over to 5th Avenue and look at the fire truck and something happens and then one of the kids will you know one of the animals will feel bad about themselves because they weren't included or something I'll be like (laughs) come on Stretch you gotta just be proud of yourself your friends love you for who you are you're gonna be fine and then they say yeah and then they sing a song and they go back and go to sleep and that's each episode but it's super fun uh i i've been they've been writing really great stuff for me my character gets to sing in some episodes that are going to be coming up soon hell yeah so uh it's been i've really really uh so loved
3: that. this is very fitting because steven played a pigeon like one he time did. and now you're playing a pigeon in an ongoing successful <laughs> which is <laughs> I, I swear this Stephen is was so a pigeon and stork.
2: this is so shitty but I did just get nominated for an Emmy for. That, oh actually. look at that oh. yeah <laughs>
1: come on <laughs> I got Pigeon. I got uh,
2: <laughs> I got nominated for a daytime Emmy for best mm-hmm. performer in a preschool uh, production. I, Holy I lost crap. to uh to uh Luke Skywalker to Mark Hamill. Oh. What, what did he That's a- for he did a voice on uh, Elena of Avalor, which is a Disney Junior show. Oh yeah.
1: Well if Dude, you're gonna lose yeah. it yeah. someone. That, yeah, it, I, I, I felt I Jedi. felt okay. Yeah. So yeah. Emmy nominated Eric Peters. This is true. Now this it's true. now it's Emmy nominated. That's, I guess that's, so. that's that's the new title. I guess that's yeah. The new title. Yeah, yeah.
2: You were so good in Storks, though. Oh, you <laughs> stop that! No, right but now. it's true. It is true.
3: You were spectacular. My kids and I have watched it many, many times. It's that business is so weird because like it's an anime movie. Storks made like. 275 million dollars like uh, to me I'm like that's a huge success and they're just yeah. like animated nah if you didn't get to half billion we're not making another one I was like how is that that's crazy yeah. like how are the numbers so big for those bec- animated movies I think it's, it's because it
2: costs so much to make them and mm-hmm. the, you know f- yeah. four or five years to make them and that's a lot of money to make it so yeah. you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Steven wasn't
0: nominated for an Emmy <laughs> The McDonald's Canada did do a Pigeon toady Happy Meal. (laughs) There you go. That's true. That is true.
2: How is your McDonald's bathroom going? Real quick.
1: You know what? (laughs) It's almost complete. Okay, good. The only thing I'm waiting for right now is I want the Ray Kroc – Plaque that goes yeah. in every McDonald's. Nice. Oh, yeah. I want that big bronze. Plaque. Can you I? Su- a, can I need suggest need something? Speedy. Yes, please. Anything.
2: I feel like you should put a mirror above the the toilet so <laughs> that when men are standing and peeing, the mirror has a Employee of the Month, and then so they see oh. their face in the Employee of the oh, Month yeah. while they're peeing. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. You know, like good. you get those things in like in New Jersey, like yeah. You know, Sure. I like that. That's a that's Stop. a good idea. Like, I
1: just picked up a McDonald's sign uh, that goes above the sink. That's <laughs> huge. I mean, it's six feet long. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a uh, big, thick, thick plastic. It just says yeah, yeah. McDonald's with the, the from from the front of the, one of the stores. What I thought so, somebody
3: said they sell chicken nugget hand soap. Yes, chicken so nugget you gotta hand get some of that. soap has to
1: happen. Oh, I that's great. That. Yeah, right. But um, I think you should
3: get a Chef Speedy, which was the old original mascot pre-Ronald McDonald, that they still have oh, the old yeah. McDonald's and Downey, the, 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 the oldest system. remaining. Wow. It's, the sixth Ma- six McDonald's ever built. This the one I used to go to as a kid. But um,
1: The one on Sunset was... Oh, back like, in 1947 yes. when you were a kid. Well, <laughs> the funny
3: thing is that McDonald's is <laughs> so used to old. We go down to the store. McDonald's. <laughs> <Like, laughs> it still lists 500 million burgers sold or whatever... It was, right. like, a, like, a number that at the time was astonishing, and now it's just, like, billions, billions or whatever. Though, yeah. But, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mac- that was the sixth McDonald's ever built.
0: The McDonald's on Sunset had the speedy logo... <laughs> Up until about like eight yeah. years ago,
3: <laughs> they still have the yeah. sign there in Downey. Like it's Chef Speedy. Do and you neon. love
1: McDonald's? Like do you actually my mom, frequent my McDonald's? My mom worked at McDonald's for most of my childhood, <laughs> uh-huh. so um, I I wanted to do the guest bathroom in my place mm-hmm. as like theme it for a restaurant because I just thought that'd be funny and yeah. weird. And so I was either gonna go Taco Bell. Oh, I found a Taco Bell giant like sign yeah. that was I mean like you know three feet by four yeah. feet. yeah, so fucking massive. Uh, lights up the whole bit and it was like a hundred and maybe 120 bucks or mm-hmm. something like this Ooh. from like a burnt down <laughs> Taco Bell <laughs> and then the same guy also had the the f- the light up uh, M McDonald's. from the front of a right. McDonald's yeah. in Inglewood and he was like yeah I'll sell this to you for like a hundred bucks and I was mm-hmm. like I'll do that, and then I paint. Got got the room perfect red, bright red. You know the ceiling, everything. And then, uh, and then the piece (laughs) de resistance (laughs) was uh, the the McDonald's that my mom worked at when I was growing up. I reached out to them, and I was like, "Look, I'm doing a fucking McDonald's bathroom." Right. (laughs) My mom worked there for a million years. Give me. Do you have? Anything weird, any statue, any yeah. you know, like an old um, drive-through sign, anything yeah. that I could put in the thing, and they were like, um, you know, <laughs> weirdly enough, in nineteen it was like eighty-seven, somewhere around there, um, McDonald's sent us a Ronald McDonald head for the helium <laughs> tank. Yeah, Yes, I remember that through yeah. the mouth. Yes, I remember, remember that. Uh, they go the day that we got it. Uh, when it arrived was the same day they banned helium balloons uh, to be given
0: out at right. McDonald's
1: so it went back in the box and went into a closet and they go I think we still have it if you want it <laughs> never been touched never been used and they, they if you they, want it yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. so
0: that's sitting on my counter did phone. you have to pay for it or no, did they just no, give they it, just to, gave it, you? it oh, to you you should make that into really really
3: a hand soap dispenser yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. what
0: I really want to happen if I could have one wish for you in, <laughs> in life it would be that you could get one of those Ronald McDonald sitting on the bench statues. Oh. That's, yeah. to next that's next to the people dream. Yeah. Next to
1: the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the dream. I love – I love, With the uh, legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the big weird stuff. I do have a, 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 a big um, – Shrek and Donkey Mm -hmm. in my kitchen. I got a big statue of the two of them. You've got
3: the four foot tall pigeon toad or five foot tall. I do. I have a five
1: foot tall pigeon toady in my living room. I have a silver cow in my kitchen, a full size cow. (laughs) And then, uh, but the the thing that I'm currently building with the help, I'm going to say this on the podcast, uh, with the help of Chris Bartlett. Uh, from The Mandalorian is working with me on it right now is a John Wick-style weapons cabinet uh, <laughs> with with a full cache of guns that are all fake. They're all fake guns. But <laughs> like different. Nerf guns? Or like no, looking no, like real guns? They yeah. look like real guns and sure. samurai swords so, and all sorts of things.
3: So when the police get called to your house at yeah. some point yes. for the McDonald's incident that <laughs> <Yeah>. happened in <laughs> your bathroom, of, you're getting shot because they're going to see the weapon cabinet.
2: No, no. The weapon cache fire.
1: is sealed into the wall. There's a. It, there, it's all done to look like. But that. how are they going to know that? No, like, yeah. they're yeah. not going to be able to.
2: Know. You got to put those little orange He's tips. He's reaching.
0: On down. We yeah. should
1: cut this out of the show. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the one edit from Cash. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people that I have a secret weapon weapons, of weapons. <laughs> a weapons yeah. cache of fake weapons. A weapons cache of fake weapons. Maybe, maybe a bad choice. Um, too late. Too- <laughs> Anyways, um, where can people get you? I, I could talk to you all day, Peterson. Sure, Peterson. Where, <laughs> where can Peterson. people? Where can people get you on the internet?
2: Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Eric Pete E R I C P E T uh, E. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Peterson forty four, and you can follow my fashion into Instagram, which is mm. at the portly gentleman. All one. Wait. Word. Oh, what? At the portly gentleman. I'm a, a big uh, fashion guy. I love mm-hmm. clothes. I love uh, <laughs> buying clothes, putting clothes on myself and other people. Yeah, some
3: stuff for the big sure. and tall gentlemen. That is room? sort of the idea. Do I, you have anything that would fit me? Uh, I'm
2: not selling clothes. I'm more like showing outfits that I like to wear. Nice. And, that and would the, good the on. idea <laughs> is eventually with it, I want to get to a place where I'm sort of doing like videos where I'm explaining, like, why does this outfit work? Why does mm-hmm. this outfit not work? And trying to show that guys who are not models skinny can still dress very cool and it also doesn't have to be from places like you know armani and gucci you can go to old navy and target and get stuff that looks cool and it's just mm-hmm. about putting the right things together and how to do that and so
3: i like uh, to show yeah. the guys who are model skinny don't have to dress cool that's they can wear
1: <laughs> fake star trek shirts that's right that's right there's a <laughs> and place and for everybody uncool. <laughs> i like the shirt that you're wearing right now where'd you get this from
2: uh this is from a company called Shein. Sheen? Oh, I've Sheen. heard of that. People yeah. on TikTok keep and talking about it. A lot of S-A-S-S-I-N. people on TikTok I- 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 Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's mostly girls who are into yeah. it now. I think it's a Chinese brand. It's yeah. all extremely cheap. I think this shirt was probably five dollars. Nice. Um and it's uh it's a nice it's sort of it's like like not, floral print. Yeah, it's a little print. floral yeah. pattern. Uh it's the I like. I've just recently started ordering from them, but they have good stuff. It's like cheap quality stuff, but uh but you can inexpensive. Yeah,
3: looks good enough. Yeah, looks cool. And you've got the cool hat.
2: I do. it. This hat I actually got uh, at a Housing Works, which is a uh, thrift store in New York City. Mm -hmm. And it is a Barney's hat. So it's actually a very expensive hat at one point. uh, But
1: I got it for like $5. I love everything about everything about you. (laughs) I love everything about you. (laughs) I just want I I I love the whole thing, everything yeah. that's happening here.
2: Thanks, man. We're I gonna
1: have to do something together besides the podcast. I would, I would adore that. Yeah. Guys and dolls, that's what I say. Yes, right? <laughs> something like that. All go. right, you are awesome, Mike Black. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, all social media
0: at Mike Black is back.
1: Yes, Mike Black is back. Yeah, did you it. go? <laughs> a lot of. Uh,
0: oh no, I changed it because it was Mike Black Attack and. I was started getting a lot of the wrong kind of fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, "Oh, this is not yeah, this Doesn't is not what, what I'm did. aiming no, no, for." It all. readjust. Read it's down. the wrong
1: time in the <laughs> yeah. world for that to be. Yeah, know. I was like, "Nope." <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, what about you, Mr. Walker? Where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, links
3: to everything at funnymatt.com, or Stephen, you can send me a message at mattwalkersucks.com.
1: Yes, <laughs> you do suck. And people do do that. They yeah, send real thing.
3: Horrible. Oh, I got some more things to put on there, too. Oh, oh God.
1: Uh, you can always get me, at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and then, uh, uh, blah, you can get uh, the, the the TikTok is Stephen K. Glickman. Uh, the the new album, uh, The Moving Company is... Is out now on Spotify and Apple Music, uh, so go check that out and um, go to thenighttimeshow.com dot com, which will lead you to uh, listening to our podcast absolutely everywhere. Buying podcast. our merch, yeah, you bet. So thanks again, uh, Eric. You're uh, you're fantastic, dude. You're the best. I'm thanks, so happy for you. This was great chatting with you. Yeah, you Talk bet. About what we're talking. There we go. Oh. Oops, I pressed the wrong button. Oh, Matt Walker. <laughs> it didn't record. It. Get us no, out, Matt. Get us recorded. out. It recorded.
3: I was trying to play the closing music, but I'm going to do that. Play the, play the no, ruined, music. Matt, Well, now ruined. this other commercial has to play the whole way through. I don't know how to stop oh. it. Oh. There's probably
0: a way to stop it. Technical I wizard. I don't know how to. Let me see. Matt Walker, this stop it? Yeah. Matt Walker, technical wizard. Matt Walker. We're all proud of Matt Walker Pause? <laughs> he does Wait wait I paused it Hold on let's see Let's business. go
3: and now we're gonna go to B uh-huh.
0: oh, there, there we, we
3: go Alright <laughs>